Please leave a message after the tone. Hey, Mom. Can you hear me? We've been having some radio interference at camp. Like, I'm getting almost no bars out here. So annoying. And yesterday, this one camper was freaking out about it. <laughs> well, I can't reach anyone. I can't call home. None of the emergency radios are working. <laughs> Shut up. It's like it's camp, you know? This should be fun. Take an archery class. Live in the moment. Because who knows? It might be your last. <laughs> well, anyway, Mom, I hope you're getting this message. Did you say you're going to Scottsdale soon? Send some of that sun this way. It's still freezing out here. Anyway, call me. Oh, hi, that's me. Hello, welcome back to Bunk 237. Ah, horror movie podcast. The imaginary camp we made up in our minds. So we could justify talking to each other all the time about horror movies. I am one of the hosts, yet when. And I'm your other host, Robin Zlotnick. Uh, we don't need an excuse to talk about horror movies. It's just a fun place to be, this imaginary camp. Um, and our guests today, I'm so excited. We have Kat and Jazz from the Girl That's Scary podcast, one of our favorite fellow horror podcasts out there. Uh, thank you guys for being here. Oh, Hi. My heart. My heart. <laughs> It's true. We love you guys. We're so excited that you're here Um, and so excited to talk to you about this movie. Yeah. You want to introduce this movie? Oh, it's a good one. Robin, excellent transition. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. I've been practicing. Yeah. I also, let's say that I like that we have to call it out every time we transition something. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, But I'm super excited. Today we're talking about Malignant. Uh, it had a delayed pandemic release in late 2021. This is James Wan horror film, who we know from Saw, Insidious, The Conjuring franchise, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But that means that it is gory. It is high contrast HDR. It is a singular monster film. We'll get back to the singular part. But uh, it is. It's cool. It's like it's so cool and fun and silly. It's a little bit of a detective story. It's a little bit of a psychological thriller. It's a movie where you are presented with the monster right away, but there is a big, big gap of information that is left out for much of the film, and it is revealed as this excellent, excellent kind of bonkers twist at the end. Um, my first question for everyone is, did you figure out the twist before the twist? If not, and this is the, I think this is what I really want to know, is like, what were your theories? I did not figure it out. Me neither. Um, no, I had a small idea that was like in the ballpark because of the movies I'd seen before, but it wasn't, I was like, oh, wait a minute. It wasn't quite, I was not on base all the way. Same. What was your theory? I was like, oh, this is like an evil twin. That I was like, oh, it's an evil twin. She's clearly, you know, adopted. Okay, they, you know, they took her and not the other one because something's gotcha, wrong gotcha. with them. And I was like, oh, and then I was like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> that was it. That is the. That's it. You figured it, it out. Yeah, but it was a little. There was bit a different. big piece of information. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> missing that. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I def. I did not. Did not figure it out. I was really holding on to that it was a super supernatural thing. I was like, oh, this is a 
ghost, this is an entity, this is like an evil spirit, until like I figured it out when her family figured it out when they were watching that video. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, I thought I, I too thought it was a supernatural thing. And then um, there were small kind of hints and I was like, okay, this this is this is not what we think it is. I know there's something else going on here. But I knew it was going to give me soap opera because that's the way it was going the whole time. Like, I was like, this got to be like a baby switch or a secret relative or some kind of wild. Mm. I don't know. And then when we get the twist and I was like, I knew it. (laughs) (laughs) I see. I thought it was going to be like a more psychological, like multiple personality. It was her the whole time, but she wasn't aware kind of thing. But it was her the whole time, kind of. I think, kind of. see, that was all, that's also, like, <laughs> accurate. I think, I feel like I was, like, super off base. I, well, the, so, the t- when I watched it for this podcast, it's the second time I've seen it, and the beginning, they really, they really make it seem like it's a ghost or something. The refrigerator opens by itself, and then, like, the, although, like, the the weird thing about Gabriel being able to, like, speak through electricity and control electricity like that's something else too yes. <laughs> we have to talk yes. about i think i i had a badge for gabriel that's uh the honorary x-men badge because he like had all of this stuff naturally like he he was telekinetic psychokinetic he was a blacksmith for some reason like making weapons <laughs> also superhuman strength and martial arts ability Like, that's a mutant. That's an X-Man. Yeah, he was like a parkour artist, too. (laughs) Yes, literally, the parkour badge. I was thinking a John Wick badge because of the police station. Because every time I see it, I'm like, that's John Wick. What are y'all doing? This is definitely some John Wick. And I love John Wick. So it was a really good time. So yeah. I'm like, oh, he gets the John Wick badge. Then also the um, get out of jail badge because I always yell out free Gabriel. Um, because, <laughs> no, y'all did him wrong. Y'all, I mean, was he evil? Okay, yeah. But you did, in fact, you 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 suppressed him. You suppressed him. You had him in, literally sitting in um, the sunken place the whole time. He's been in the sunken place watching Emily live her life. And that's how I knew it was a twin because he called her Emily. And I was like, oh, she got a different name. That's not even her real name. She's somebody else. I already knew it. Uh, <laughs> so true Mm -hmm. like like, would he have done this if the doctors hadn't mistreated him the whole time yes Mm -hmm. because he was already trying to like kill people people, like the whole time it maybe wouldn't have been this extreme right sure would have been on the most wanted list yes he yes he was yeah, I guess he was like murdering yeah. nurses right. and stuff. Yeah, GTA. He got five stars to put the helicopter <laughs> on a scale of evil. Like how evil? Like enough for me to say free game. Just a little bit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So. <laughs> yeah, okay. a little bit. So Jazz is free Gabriel. Robin, are you? Yeah, yeah. I'm. I'm team. Uh, I'm team. They doctors perpetuated his behavior. Okay. But also, and this is, I have a badge for this. We might as well talk about the the Belial in the room, the elephant in the room. Yes. The basket case badge. Because in, obviously, you know, evil parasitic twin basket case, the comparison is there. But also the main story is the same as basket case, which is the evil twin 
getting revenge on the doctors who mistreated him. Yes. Also, Bilal was wilding. Bilal was trying to like sexually assault people a little bit. You yes. know, I don't think Gabriel had a very clear line of vision, tunnel vision. Like I'm doctor, doctor, doctor. Yeah. Your sister, mom. That's it. That's what I'm gonna do. Right. I want right. to you, but I need your body, so I can't. Um, <laughs> and Bilal was like, I mean, if you get my way, honestly, truly, I mean, yeah. I'm just gonna lay the smackdown <laughs> on you real quick. These doctors too, but anybody can get it. My hands are ready to eat for everybody. <laughs> Before Gabriel destroyed everyone in that jail cell, I was like, I want a sequel where Gabriel and all the women in this jail cell go on a spree together and they like team up as like a superhero <laughs> team <laughs> of getting bad guys. <laughs> I think that's Birds of Prey. <laughs> I see the vision. I definitely do. I'm leaning all the way in because I'm like, okay, okay. I see it. I, you but then know, like five minutes later, they were all destroyed. So Well, yeah. I still want to see another one where Gabriel comes back and continues to Gabriel. The body count is wild because the jail cell, the police station, like he kills so many people. Like he has more than like two classrooms worth of fucking murders. I don't understand. Like we could do a roll call on this. Honestly, they can't even all fit on a t-shirt. Do you have a favorite kill in this in this movie? Oh, okay. I really bones breaking really sends me to hell. Ooh, so, uh-huh, me yeah. too. The first one, uh, I watched it again last night, and I watched it on like 4K or 4, whatever that fancy kind of TV is, like a fancy. Because at first I was like, oh, this is wild. I never realized on the first kill he kills the husband, the, the neck, the way yes. the neck is sticking out. I was like, the part of the spot. Whoa, whoa. Yeah, I noticed that this time too. And I Ugh. wanted him to die the most. So it was great. That was really nice. Uh, but really when he's snapping people's arms off, because you know they're about to die. Like they're going <laughs> to bleed to death. Um, he's like, literally, he does it in the jail cell. He also does it in the police station where he just grabs someone's arms and just snaps them like Kit Kats. And I'm like, oh, man, their life is never going to be the same. What the hell God? Like you go up to the, you go to Snake Way and you're like, with no arms, like, well, I was doing my job. I was sorting some papers and this, this fucker came in walking backwards, beating our ass. I don't know what happened. Like, what did I do to deserve this? We need a one-on-one meeting with the, um, some people in the afterlife because I feel like I was treated unfairly. I need a- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we should have knew that Derek was no good because he had his outside clothes and shoes on the bed. He's not well put mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. So Mm-mm. true. Not well put together. So mm-hmm. I was with you. Like, I really thought that Gabriel was going to, like, just take him out to just be like, oh, I'm trying to protect my sister. But then you see yeah. that this was an entire binge, revenge plot. And then, yeah. like... He, he, he's been getting revenge on her, like, outside of causing her, like, constant turmoil throughout her life. And then, like, you know, just doing what he's doing with her children. Like, what's the what reason, Gabriel? Doing? Yeah. Does he like his yeah. sister? Or does he, do you think he's uh, he just, does like, not like he's his just, like, sister. stuck he with his sister. He needs her body. Yeah. He needs her to control her so he can do his thing. And that's all. That's why he keeps her around. Because, like, all right, so let's say he kills everyone. And then what? Like... Then what was he gonna do? Is he gonna retire? I mean, what's he like? What's his deal? <laughs> like, what's you? You can't retire like that. You gotta continue <laughs> killing people. Like he's just gonna have to. That's his job now. That's his life now. He just kills people for money and kind of. I mean, he can do anything because he can do parkour. He literally jumps through windows like Jackie Chan. Like he's his own stunt man. Like he slid through that box. I was like, how you do that on one try? Oh my Maybe God. Maybe we have like, a crossover sequel of John Wick versus Gabriel. 
<laughs> yes, I need John Wick, Jackie Chan, because y'all, I love Jackie Chan because he just does his own stunts. Like, I can't even walk right without bruising myself. What do you mean? <laughs> You're jumping through windows, doors, because that takes agility and speed, okay? That's why I'm like, mm, he's better than Keanu Reeves because Keanu Reeves, yes, he's John Wick, but he's not doing all his own stunts. He's not. He's not doing them. Now, if he is loading that gun real fast, I don't think Gabriel can do that. <laughs> but Gabriel is just so, he just going to, like, if you got a cell phone, he going to make your cell phone explode in your pocket, and now you distract it, and then he going to stab right. you. I don't, mm-mm. I, I would like to know um, who is doing the better stunts. Is it Gabriel or is it Tom Cruise? I know Tom Cruise is shaking, but that's another person that does his own stunts. He's ready to sign up. I I don't know. I need to see it. That's Tom true. Cruise, Tom Cruise. <laughs> um, not Tom Cruise. I don't know. I, mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-mm. Gabriel's the backwards man, so now yeah, he's the backwards man, the backwards man. It's all of those stunts that all of these other action characters are doing, but backwards. Like, the movements, the jerky, like, movements that they, sh- like, kind of quickly show in all of the kill, the early kill sign- scenes, I think that's what made me feel really like, oh, this is obviously a spirit. Because it also had, like, that, like, the ring girl kind of, like, you know, uh-huh, like, uh-huh. kind of, uh, like, glitch of moving. And there's something that's so simple about that that is so creepy because it's, is it because it's unnatural and it's like, I don't know why it's like a herky-jerky thing is so fucking scary. You're right. You said it's unnatural. And I mean, anything backwards, like you said, is also unnatural. Imagine when you hear um, words or text and music played backwards. It sounds like, what is, uh-uh, what is this? Or just when things are moving, like a Nightmare on Elm Street where the dream sequence in the car is driving backwards. Yeah. I'm like, no, this is not, it's, it just gives you, this is not right. This is something's not right about this. <laughs> yeah. So it's just like, that's what the, ooh, the pinch in your stomach is like, why are they moving like that? Mm-mm. Just like, I don't know about y'all, but when heads turn all the way around. Yes. <laughs> no. It's also the in the transition scene where, like, Gabriel makes his, like, big move. The sounds of, like, the boat, like, her bones and her joints, what? like, mm. it's so weird. It's just, <laughs> it, it just gets weird. me. It is weird. It was good audio, I thought. Like, I also like the creepy music that they kept playing. I thought that really like set a mood. I wanted to give the Walt Disney badge to James Wan for all these like goofy ass characters. Like, cause the whole thing is just so silly, but played so straight where it's like a parody, but not a parody. Yeah. It's so true. Cause like, I, I feel like all the acting was like on the same level of just ridiculousness and like, people killed it and they were like they were it was that like towing that line between like totally over the top campy and like you know committing to the part (laughs) totally (laughs) because it was like creepy you know like I like had the lights turned off in my house like watching it alone and like it did have like really creepy moments really good jump scares and like like really uh the kind of the kind of gore that is a little like hard to look at, you know, like Mm -hmm. the man in the back or like uh, the doctor that got killed in his bed. Like it was like gross, gross. Um, Gave the conjuring and a lot of, especially when the, with the fog, I mean, okay. I know it's James Wan on the fog machine, but I also think it's cat on the fog machine because cat loves a fog machine. (laughs) She loves to press the button and the fog just like, she's like, yep, more fog. (laughs) 
<laughs> and it's just floating in. And I'm like, this isn't, will you figure out it's not even a supernatural film? You're like, where did all this fog come from? Y'all just put it <laughs> in here. All this very because... well-placed fog. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's an insidious movie now. Y'all are in the further. Y'all done just decided, oh, this is, all the James Wan movies are wrapped into one with um a, a giallo sauce on it. And that's why I love it. Because I like giallo yes, films. Like yes, those bloody films. Totally. Now, because I watched it in that, the new version, like the really like fancy TV, the I saw all the CGI. Mm-hmm. And beforehand, while I was just watching on my laptop, watching it on my little Roku on a regular TV, it's like, oh, okay, well, this is not that bad. I, you know, I'm with it. And then when I zoomed in and they, I could see the CGI, I was like, oh, they use a little too much of it, but I'm here. I'm still not turning away. But also... Y'all could have afforded a little bit of um, studio blood. Y'all could have. That wasn't enough blood for you? It's never enough blood for her. It's never enough blood for her. I'm um, the same way. To the point of uh, the sound, like how it like swelled with the violins and of course the transition music where we started getting like the synth beats and it's like techno, I'm in the club. You don't really know what's going on. I'm going to be honest with you. I had one badge in my pocket and I'm going to call it the spiral badge because Mr. James Wan is back at it again, you know, to the point of the conjuring. I love that he has extended this universe because in my mind, every single film he has had his hands on influence on all exists in the same universe, whether it is the Saw franchise, whether it's The Conjuring, whether it's this movie, Malignant, this happening on the other side of town. And then, you know, we got Mary Shaw. She popping off in the corner over there. Everything is just going crazy in this universe. And it is me. I'm on set doing the fall. I'm doing it. It's me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we have we have a, a, a call for more blood and a call for more fog. <laughs> yep. Robin Slotnick, one of the hosts of Bunk 237, a horror movie podcast, and I have a 100% real offer for you. Our producer slash my husband Shane and I have a dog named Simon, and he is the cutest dog ever to live. If you leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and send us an email at bunk237 at gmail.com with proof, I will send you a one-of-a-kind photo of Simon with a custom message. This is real, and you should do it. Okay, back to the show. Early on when, like, Emily Emily slash Madison decides to stay in her house by herself after her home invasion and after her attack, after her husband was murdered, I was like, no, no, I wouldn't. And her sister's like, are you sure you don't want me to stay? No, 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 I'm fine. She's looking at this, like, decrepit old Victorian house being like, this is my home and no no one's going to take it from me. No. (laughs) And then her sister's the same way when her sister goes to the insane asylum or like the psychiatric facility the abandoned psychiatric facility at night and goes into the basement to look for paperwork it's like what i do have the white woman privilege badge also for madison because she basically tells them exactly when and where a murder is taking place and she basically admits to like knowing the murderer and they still don't keep her in custody until a woman falls through her roof (laughs) falls through her ceiling who has been held hostage there for weeks months I don't know and they're just like all right I guess you know thanks for the information go on home like you're not a suspect at all (laughs) weird how you can describe the murder in detail thank you 
<laughs> it's wild. You were not even there. I saw it happen. <laughs> I was there. All right, thanks. Bye. <laughs> It, it, there's so much noise happening upstairs. Why does Emily slash Madison never hear it? Doesn't hear anything. Right? Mental prison. Mental prison, remember? <laughs> she is literally sitting down, drinking coffee, minding her business um, when all of this is going down. But she's not. She's just like, again, she's in the sunken place seeing a fake, like they, what is it? Which pill is it for the Matrix? What pill did he give her? The red or the blue? I don't remember. It's been a very long time since I've seen the Matrix. But she took the pill where I see nothing. Okay, I am living in a world where none of this is happening to me. And then when he's done and takes a nap, he's like, here you go, gives her the little controller. It's like when you're playing a game, you get a little kid a controller that's unplugged. (laughs) (laughs) And then when he finishes, you plug it back in. Here you go, champ. (laughs) Oh, that's true. That's true. He also, like, really into that black duster jacket like he has like all these welding tools like where is he like going out at night to like collect stuff look it's a real it's a real he's got a whole workshop up there it's a real like gothy crow look like that (laughs) also the long hair an element that i liked the first time around and then the second time around i was like oh i i thought there was more of this um and i have a badge for it it's the buddy cop badge Mm -hmm. for Mm -hmm. the uh relationship between Kokoa and Regina and the forensic woman who's clearly in love with Miss him. Lonely like, Miss Lonely yes. Heart. Miss Lonely Heart. There was like funny, cute stuff happening over there. And I it had the stuff that Basket Case has of like the like weird, quirky side characters who were like really like kind of cartoonish and have like one crazy defining characteristic. I did want to give Regina the like uh the season one scully badge because she was just like the skeptical character the entire time even after like being in the interrogation room um where like madison like blows out all the lights when she's like screaming and she's having that like big like carry moment you know um like for some reason regina's still after that i think as part of her character is just still just like I don't know what's going. I don't. It's there's and Gabriel calls. There's still them an explanation. Yeah, Gabriel calls him on the phone, <laughs> and Regina is like the most Scully of Scullies in this whole film. Eyewitnesses, which I think is also just an extra funny buddy cop joke, whether intentional or not. Like it was, it she just really stayed hard to the fact she was just did not want to accept that she lives in this universe. It's funny you say that. I literally. Because I didn't watch the X-Files growing up. I used to see, you know, bits and pieces. I feel like the only episode I remember as a kid was the vampire and the sunflower seeds. I don't remember any other episodes, really. So last night we started watching it, and I watched the pilot with her going, that's not that's not real. Yeah, that's not it. <laughs> so I've seen, like, four episodes, three or four, like, two, three episodes. I've seen a few now. And I'm like, oh, my God, now that hits. I'm like, ha-ha, I get the reference because I finally watched the show. Yeah. I'm late to the game, guys. <laughs> The Nile's not just a river in Egypt. Then that's it. <laughs> that's it. I'm going to quote one of my favorite lines from one of my favorite movies. And that's literally it. Like, I... Because you even see Detective Coco. He's like... She's like, Detective, you fought Gabriel last night. Why yes. are you acting like it doesn't exist? He's just sitting like, did not read. I didn't see none of that. So... <laughs> It just, it doesn't make sense. You're bruised up. Yeah. So who are you fighting? Like, yeah, what? right. <laughs> you saw it as an actual different person. Physically saw it fighting this person. We're getting phone calls from a person who says, 
my name is Gabriel. I'm doing all of this. This woman <laughs> yeah. is weak. And both detectives are still like, mm, I don't know. I think the only thing I just didn't like about that was one Kakoa pretending that he was a super aloof. I was like, what is this? And then yeah. I didn't like how, um, what's the girl, Regina? I liked how she was like, keep, kept it curious, but I didn't like how she was like basically a sassy black woman the whole movie. And yes. I was like, mm, we can make her a cop, but not make her like this. Like, she didn't have to be. And she was that way until the end, like until her demise. Like, yes. Way to keep because, it consistent, guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The one thing that I, I have a badge for, too, is the VHS reveal badge because every major information reveal in this movie happens because someone put in an old VHS <laughs> and watched a video that and it should, yes. it should not work. It should not work, but it kind of does. <laughs> it's better than the microfiche. Okay. We could have did microfiche and they didn't. That's true. They didn't. True. They could have. Yeah. They definitely could have done like the old news They could have done a combo though. This was <laughs> yeah. like everyone had a VHS with a secret on it. I'm like, you got a VCR still? Lord. <laughs> Possibly my favorite moment in the whole movie is when she drives up and she's driving down the street to this hospital on a cliff, which is obviously where all hospitals should be built. Always, she's always almost on a cliff. there. She's almost there and it's daytime. And then by the time she pulls up to the hospital, it is pitch black. It's <laughs> the dead of You're night. Like, when did, how, how far away was she? Is this some like a weird like parallel? Like what, did she like... Uh, enter another dimension like what is happening and <laughs> she's really dusk yeah <laughs> and she pulled up to the edge of the cliff i was watching i was, I was like this feels like gotham does does gabriel live here and got the police work definitely makes sense yes um, <laughs> totally there's a big ass castle he's doing parkour and flipping around he's a batman villain they, yes. they pulled his ass out of arkham this is arkham I feel like the Joker is also in there. <laughs> where? Like, yeah. What is this place? What is this place that they live in? Where they're in- oh, they're in Seattle. They actually say that at the beginning. They're in Seattle, so there's like <laughs> right, right, right. Like the Seattle look like underground Seattle. Been. There's underground Seattle. Yeah, it does. I was doing my ghouls. <laughs> I wish that we had seen a little more of the character of Miss Lonely Heart. The way she just batting her eyes the entire film. That's her entire character. She's. Like, I am a distant love interest i will never fall in love with this man but we know that i am in love with this man and he's going to be in love with someone else because you clearly see the energy clearly what he looked at said he's like ooh, and even his partner makes a joke i see how you looking at that girl <laughs> and you're like all right bro relax all right she was cute i don't know what you want the, the bangs are generational and i'm, I'm i like it you, know? <laughs> you must be stopped the bangs were generational, ma'am. They all had thick bangs. Yep, they came out of the womb. They they hit the baby on the butt. They turned the baby around. Bangs, boom, <laughs> they were there. The bangs just. I feel like they had. They got paid. They were on billing. If you wait on the credits, it says Auto-pay. bang one, two, and three. Uh, <laughs> they're here. Uh, amazing. You're fired. <laughs> I think Hannah was a big part of the movie. It was long. It was dramatic. It was yeah. a look. He was hiding through the part, like giving you like a Leah swoop, kind of mm-hmm. just looking through the mm-hmm. eye. Mm-hmm. It was really drama filled, honestly. And then on the other side, you've got Madison. She's got like the shaggy kind of like bang, like I'm just regular soft, but also I'm giving you daytime, nighttime. I can transition. You know, it was a thing. It was a thing. 
now like in my brain I'm trying to picture them with all different haircuts but they that doesn't work in this horror film you know what I mean they can't <laughs> right, like no like what if Madison got a bob that doesn't that's not scary you know what I mean <laughs> Gabriel had a bob <laughs> also no not Gabriel with the bob I know because he needs to hair he needs his emo bang he needs to <laughs> yeah right right yeah yeah his hair is wild, <laughs> yes, yes, the grudge. Exactly. yeah definitely he came out of a well um <laughs> don't know if y'all knew uh he came out of the well and then out of a brain i don't know what happened here but you know time reality doesn't matter we're here you have to suspend your disbelief in order to get on this ride because if you don't you're gonna be sitting here thinking well that's not quiet just hush really also can i give emily madison um a heart badge for like learning so much about herself and growing and working through her family <laughs> situations. Yes. I had made a note that this this movie to me is a story of family vengeance vengeance and self-discovery. And that's essentially what it is. You get to the end and she's learned like literally so much about herself. She did learn about a whole chunk of life that just was like MIB mind race and then she's learning yeah. to like deal with this vengeful brother that's clearly not going anywhere because she got to get the money to get him all surgerized up out of there. Don't even know if they're both going to make it. Um, so it's very much giving American Horror Story with like the evil twin again. And then, um, you know, now she's got to overcome it and be strong and put him in And bed. she does. Yeah. And, she and she does. Yeah, she locks him in that mind prison, makes him think that he won. That was a good, like, turnaround twist. That was mm-hmm. fun. I did see that twist. In terms of growth, too, she also, like, the reason she wanted a baby was to have a biological connection with someone. And then by the end, she realizes that her sister is her sister no matter what, mm-hmm. even though they're ado- she's adopted. Yeah, that was You're touching. Right. That was nice. That was, um... <laughs> yeah, it was like a little, like, a little bow on the end. <laughs> That is like that is literally the lightest way you could put it in relation to, <laughs> to this movie. Yeah, I mean, and then to be fair, like the mom, poor she was a, a young mom, and Gabriel just really had a lot he had to deal with. Like, kind of, you know, she making a huge choice because her family forced her to put her child slash children up for adoption. Um, so that's a lot to like swallow. And then Gabriel's just been holding on to that hurt and that grief for a very long time, which is why I'm like this much like t- tiny pinch for here for Gabriel. Cause it's like, dang, like, you know, they were trying to get you up out of here, but we saw in the opening credits, like you tossing bodies out the door. Like you gotta, you know, and then we see little socks get dragged away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you tripping. Yeah. Gabriel, you're wilding, bro. I, I am having a hard time feeling sympath- And I am generally like a very, like very sympathetic person but i for some reason i don't know gabriel is just like i feel like he's been like so it's to you guys point he was cutting up since day one right like it always was there but it's something that like uh, jazz and i are educators and they talk about this a lot in school especially when you're doing training about being very just mindful something that we all should just take in part anyways but like be mindful of what you say in front of kids because they really internalize that like you don't really think about like oh that kid is doing this that, and the third or they always cutting up and then they keep internalizing like yeah I'm always cutting up and now this is just what I do because this is what you expect me to do anyways so that doesn't like Gabriel Gabriel yes was probably gonna always be shaky but to everyone's point like him being around all these adults and then, you know, just dealing with, you know, abandonment issues and everything he has to work through. And then you literally lock him up in the back of the head because he's cutting up. Like, he's just back there writing notes. I can't wait. Yeah. He's looking like Kill Bill. <laughs> he got the list going. Yes. Yeah. Maybe if Gabriel 
had the support that he needed, he would have become like a really good electrician, you know? (laughs) (laughs) With a bad side, because he's still going to hurt people, but he's like a sneaky electrician. But I would have took that. It would have been a little less, you know... I need the fan fiction of like the kind of fun Gabriel that's going around helping people in the neighborhood. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, what do you want to see in in a malignant sequel? He does say that he's gonna come back eventually maybe the whole thing takes place in the mind prison and it's madison what is this inception gabriel <laughs> insidious it's like a whole yeah it's a whole james wanian <laughs> dive into some other you know parallel universe metaverse thing i don't need i don't know if mr james wan needs those kind of ideas i'm excited <laughs> to see it but i'm just like uh he's gonna get carried away you <laughs> gotta rein him back on the end that's true that's true let him let's bring back those wild movies that were happening in the 80s where okay we have a microwave massacre oh we have <laughs> yes. i don't know killer sandwiches i'm here for the wild stuff okay I do love that this is what he decided to make after Aquaman when he had, like, you can do whatever you want. And he was like, this is it. (laughs) (laughs) Look, red blood, bad dubbing, crazy wigs, wild performances. Like, some of those performances were so melodramatic. I was like, what is, what is, why are you looking off to the side in the car? Like, no one's in the car with you. Like, oh, no. I'm like, what, what what's happening here? Watch Malignant. That's all I got. Turn it on, Free Gabriel. Um, and don't suppress your siblings. <laughs> I need to see more. And now that I'm sitting here thinking about it, I think that the sequel would be maybe, you know, Gabriel coming back somehow, but us getting more of the Simeon Research Center, like mm. what other experiments they were doing there and how deep did this run? Oh, here we go. Ooh, you know, because that's, that's good. The, because we that already good. have like the, what is it? The telekinetic, you know, science. Is this, is this not thing going on here? So if that's just one person who had some special abilities, what else is going on here? Mr. James Wan, I know you listening. That's so true. Yes, he is a confirmed listener of Bunk <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he'll hear this. <laughs> Nodding his head aggressively. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> Take my ideas. I mm-hmm. love that. Girl, that's scary. Girl, thanks so much for being here. Uh, tell us, tell us, tell everyone, not just us, tell everyone where we can find you on the internet. Tell us about the podcast. Tell us what you're doing. Hey, we're Girl That's Scary. Um, and you can find us at Girl That's Scary on Twitter, <laughs> on the gram. We got a website, www.girlthatscary.com. You know, you can pull up on us. We got our Patreon. If you if you happen to run out of content, we also have free stuff on there that's not on the regular stream. Because sometimes we just throw a, you know, this episode is free for everybody on Patreon. Because I think our Zombieland uh, episodes are free on Patreon. Yep. So you can pull up on those. You know, just check us out. Have a good time. Pull up on the Dread Central website if you want to you know check out some of my other stuff like articles and panels and stuff like that you know it's just a good time pull up on the girls do it it's the best they're awesome and yeah thank you so much for being here we had so much fun uh thank you for listening to bunk 237 everybody uh catch us on instagram at bunk 237 pod on twitter at bunk 237 Email us at bunk237 at gmail.com if you want. Uh, rate, review us. Rate, review Girl That's Scary on Apple Podcasts. Uh, it helps. We love it. We love you. Thank you. Thanks. And don't forget, free Gabriel. Free Gabriel. Free Gabriel. Free Gabriel. <laughs> <laughs>
Cyberpunk 237, a horror movie podcast, stars Tubular Tuyet and Rude Boy Robin as the final girls of Bunk 237. Introducing Adrian Lobel as camp counselor Casey Campbell. Theme music written and performed by Dan Zlotnick. You're listening to Peachy from the album The Fool, The Lovers, and The High Priestess by L.A. band Moonfuzz. You can follow us on Instagram at Bunk237Pod and Twitter at Bunk237. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.